into the podcast for Word of Life in Bentonville, Arkansas, and this is episode number five. I can't believe we were already here, and I can't wait for you to hear what God has to share with you through our pastor, Bill Rogers. Check this out now. I'm telling you, we are a blessed people to be in this room right now. A blessed people. Money can't touch it. We are a blessed people. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of First Samuel. I don't know why sometimes I feel obligated, I guess, to say this will be a little different today. Well, this will be a little different today. A little different. Praise God. 1 Samuel chapter 15, today I'm going to talk about obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience. We have a lot of lawlessness in our nation. And of course we see it, everything we look at, we can see it. We see it in our homes, we see it. On our sidewalks, we see it in our life, we see it on the job, we see it in children, we see it in adults. Lawlessness, lawlessness. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, there's one line I want to center on, I've already quoted. To obey is better than sacrifice. This is a story... Of King Saul. You begin with verse 1 of chapter 15. Samuel says to to Saul, now Samuel is a prophet, Saul is the king. He says, the Lord sent me to anoint you to be king over Israel. And then he says, but I'm going to punish Amalek, the Amalekites. It's a group of people. Verse 2, I will punish them for what he, Amalek, for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. And so the children of Israel are on the move to Canaan. The Amalekites attack them. And and God says, I'm going to punish them for that. So he says, verse 3, go attack. Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and and donkey. Sometimes the world will use that and say God is not a good God. Well, I'm not going to question God. I believe there was a reason he had to do that. I'm not going to question him, but this is what he told Saul to do. And so Saul gets all of his army together. You read on down through this. He gets his army together and he goes and he destroys almost all of the Amalekites. He keeps the king, Agag, what a name, Agag. He keeps him. He keep, they keep some of the fine animals, 
some of the nice animals, some of the healthy animals, on and on. And verse 9, Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep of the oxen of fatlings. Verse 10, the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel and he cried out to the Lord all night. Let me just point out a couple of things that we see in the life of Saul. In verse 12, it says that Saul set up a monument for himself. Must have been a man of great pride. He set up a monument of himself. And then when Samuel does talk to Saul and he confronts him, Saul blames the people. And Saul says in verse 15, they, they have brought them, brought them from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord. And listen to this next word, your God. He didn't say my God or our God. He said your God. They came to sacrifice. They're going to sacrifice these animals to your God. He sets up a monument of himself and now he's not He's not calling God his God. He's calling God your God. Well, I'm glad God is your God, but let me tell you right now, he's my God. Turn to your neighbor and tell him he's my God. He's my God. He's mine. I accept him as my God. And so then we come down to Verse 22, 23, and I'll read the entire verses now. Samuel said to Saul, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. It's a serious thing, what Saul did. A very, very serious thing. Why don't you just pause for a moment, though, and say, thank God we live under grace. Saul tried to repent. He could not. Samuel, God would not allow him to. Aren't you glad that we live under grace? First John, I believe it is, 117. Some Moses brought the law, but Jesus brought grace, mercy and grace, or something like that. I live under grace. Thank God for it. But let me say, we still need to accept the fact it is still better to obey than to sacrifice. Some people, I've seen this in my life, I've seen it in other people's life. They wanted, did not want to do what God wanted them to do, so they offered him something else. I even know of people giving large sums of money to maybe soothe their conscience because they didn't want to obey God in a certain aspect. I've seen that happen in life. Think about this. <clears throat> Our military... The U.S. military is 1.3 million people, 1.3 million strong. That military operates 
from the highest general or president on down to the lowest of privates. It all operates very orderly. The way it operates, you, you can't have 1.3 million people without any order. They would never get anything accomplished. But the world even admits we have the finest military in the world. The reason we have the finest military is not necessarily just because we have the best of equipment on and on and on. But the reason that we have such a great military, listen to this, is because they are under command. Under command. Everybody has somebody over them, and everybody has to do what their commanding officer or that person over them says. And if you don't, they will put you in jail. You're in big trouble if you don't obey the commands that come down. We win wars by people plan, sitting in rooms and planning how to win wars and then passing those, those orders down, 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 down to the men and women on the ground and they carry out those orders and that's the way the military operates. And the reason that we are a safe nation, there are many nations that would like to take us down but have, have failed time and time again. Why? Because we have people who understand they are under command. They don't do what they want to do. They do what they're told to do. Now, again, back to the lawlessness that we see. Lawlessness in our, it starts in the home, by the way. I mean, say amen. It starts in the home. It starts in the home. And we have a generation, and I'm not talking about the younger generation. I'm talking about my generation, the next gen, my, my kids' generation, my grandkids' generation. We have people on this planet now, they don't really know what obedience really means. They don't understand they have to live under law. If you have lawlessness, you have chaos. You cannot have a democracy. You cannot have an organization where everybody just does what they want to do. It's just a God-given principle. But how many know who the highest in command is over your life? We must be obedient to God. I mean, say amen to that. God's army must be under command. Obedience is much more than just, just keeping the commandments, keeping the law. Obedience is much more. The rich young ruler in Luke 18 did that. What must I do to have eternal life? Jesus starts listing some of the commandments. Oh, I've kept all those from my youth. So Jesus gives him another command. Go sell what you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. I believe if the rich young ruler had done that, he would have been blessed in every area of his life, not just finances. I believe he would. Have, he would. Let me, let me say this to you. When you give an offering, when you give something to God, you don't lose a thing. You gain tremendously any gift anything you give to God when you obey God you're always going to be the better for it life is going to be better when we obey God how many can say amen obedience again is much more than keeping the commandments Proverbs thirteen nineteen says this is the Bill Rogers translation by the way but our desire should be to please God and that verse bears us out 
it will bring sweetness to our soul. My desire should be to please God. And when I do, it brings sweetness to me. Maybe, do you know anybody that's sour? Maybe they're living in disobedience. If you don't know anybody that's living a sour life, maybe you are. But listen, pleasing God, pleasing God will bring sweetness. There's a satisfaction. There's a there's a joy that comes. You can lay down on your head on your pillow at night and sleep and rest, and everything is all right between you and God. Why? Because you've done what God asked you to do or even told you to do, however you want to look at it. So it's not about just keeping the rules. Yes, there are rules. There are commandments. Yes, we should keep them. And I believe if you keep them, that's a good thing. I believe if you're born again and you keep the rules, you know, you're, you keep a rule to be saved. There's a rule to being saved, a commandment. What do I do? I have to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. So that's a simple rule, a simple commandment, but you have to keep it. You have to do it in order to be saved. How I many can say amen? Where was I going with that? I don't know. I'm going to give you some things this morning as I ponder this this week. First of all, obedience shows honor. In the military, it's honor. It's an honor to your superior to obey them. It honors them. Children, it honors your parents when you obey them. Amen? It, it honors them. It's an honor to them. My daughter's in the prayer room so I can talk about her. She's never dishonored me in her life. If she thought I wanted her to do something, she done it. Never have I ever tell, had her say, I'm not going to do that. Or just live. You know, some kids don't say it. They just go do the opposite. It's an honor to have children like that. The reason I recognize it so much was because I was such a dishonorable child. I was. I was. I kept the rules when mom and dad were around. Because I didn't like my backside beat. <laughs> yeah. But I always had this rebellious attitude, you know. When I get alone, when I get away, when I get out of here, when I get out of mom and dad's house, I'm going to do what I want to do. Such a terrible way to live. Again, it didn't bring any sweetness to me. There's a lot of turmoil in my life is what it brought me. But obedience is shown when we honor, when we have honor. Honor is to esteem according to virtue or according to rank. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your substance. I was a little saddened by the fact that I read where a former pastor, he's now kind of a businessman, said that the Word of God doesn't say we need to tithe. <laughs> God doesn't command us to tithe. I think that's the way he said it, something like that. But how grieving. I don't want to just do it because it's a commandment. It is a commandment, by the way, but I don't want to do it just because it's a commandment. I don't want to just keep the law. I, I, want, I, want, to, I want to desire. I'll talk about that again. I want to desire to keep uh, uh, the laws of God, to, to honor God. 
Honor the Lord with your substance. When you give a gift, when you give a tithe, when you give an offering, you are honoring God. That's honoring God. I received a call this week from someone in our church that has not been back to church in quite some time because of the pandemic. And I just we we've been we we continue to reach out to people that we don't see. Just let them know. By the way, if you're watching online this morning, I sorry I didn't greet you earlier, but glad to glad to have you with us. And most of them, when we contact them, we say, "Yeah, we're we're still watching the services, enjoying the services," and we tell them, "That's good. We're glad you are. Be glad when you can come and join us in church, but we're glad that we have this." to offer people. And so this lady called and said, I thank you for reaching out to us. And she said, I just want to give a praise report. And so uh, she had called and I called her back. I just want to give this praise report. She said, whenever we were first saved, first of all, she said, I grew up having to take care of myself. From a very young age, because of the situation in their home. And so parents divided on and on. Because of that, from a very young age, preteen, I had to take care of myself. And when you do that, you learn, you learn in order to take care of myself, I have to be care. I don't, I don't give anything away. I don't, I don't lose anything. I don't, in other words, I have to survive. I have to survive, and if I'm just barely getting by, if I'm just in survival mode, you learn to survive. But then when you start going to church or you get around somebody and they start teaching, you need to tithe and you need to give. It's a little difficult. It's a little difficult to trust God right off the bat. But she said, I hadn't been a Christian very long after she was mature, an adult. I hadn't been saved very long and an adult very long till I sense God speaking to me to give, to tithe. And she said, so I started. I made a commitment to God. I made a vow to God. I will tithe. And she said, there have been a lot of times, a lot of times that I, it was tough. I thought, you know, I don't know that I can do this anymore, at least for a while. And she said, then, when this pandemic comes along, you know, this, this fear sets in. The fear that tried to grip all of us comes along and says, you better not do that. You better not tithe. And she said, I'm wrestling with this. And she said, she said something like this, but I decided again, I'm going to honor my word and I'm going to honor God by tithing. And she said, I just want to report to you that I have over twice as much money in the bank right now as I did this time last year because she decided to honor God. It's an honor to God to be obedient. Now, I'm not just talking about tithing. I'm talking about in everything, in everything. <clears throat> Revelation 4.11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. He is worthy. How I many would admit he is worthy? 
I want you to just lift your hands and say, Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy of glory, honor, and power. All honor goes to you, Lord. Obedience shows our love. Our love. John 14, 23. Jesus said, and it's the amplified version, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. If anyone loves me. Oh, I love God. Oh, really? Are you obeying him? Are you doing what he's asked you to do? You know, God doesn't just come around and try you and just, you know, speak to you and tell you, you know, get out in the middle of the night and walk around your house. I just want to see if you're good. No, when he speaks to you to do something, it's because there is a blessing attached to it. It's, it's, it's a, it, it, it will be, it will be positive. It'll be a positive move. It'll be a something to build up the kingdom of God. It'll do be something to build up people, even yourself. But there is a blessing attached to everything that he will tell you to do. If you will obey him, he will bless you. There's a blessing that comes with it. But we must learn, if I really love God, I'm going to obey him. I'm going to obey him. I will just give you some, I can give you some personal testimonies. There have been times in my life I was a little reluctant to listen to God. But as I matured in the Lord, and I don't say that every time he speaks to me, you know, I just jump right in there and do it. Sometimes I'm a little hesitant. Sometimes I kind of get this feeling, I don't think I can do that. I don't know if I can do that or not. I used to be really concerned, not so much anymore. The good thing about getting old, you quit, you, you quit worrying about what people think about you so much. When I was younger, I was so concerned. You know, I grew up in this town. I knew everybody. And I was so concerned about doing anything in front of people that I knew, you know. They're just going to laugh at you, you know, on and on and on. And then one day it dawned on me, oh, get over yourself. Just get over yourself. People are probably not near as concerned about what you're doing. They're probably not laughing near as much as you think they are. They probably don't even notice you. <laughs> yeah. If you love me, you'll, you'll obey my teaching. 1510, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. I want to say this morning, Lord, I love you. I desire to walk in obedience. No arguing. No arguing. Let me, let me just pause there because I'll just say a relative, a small relative of ours. There's always an argument. Well, not always, but most time, a lot of times, there's an argument that comes with anything that you tell her. <laughs> Beautiful, wonderful child, but she just got this attitude, you know. Maybe she's a little smarter than I am. Maybe she knows a little better. You know, I love her so much, it's even hard to talk critical about her. But she just got this attitude, you know. Would you, would you just sit right there? No, I'm going to sit over here. Would you just stand? No, I'll just stand over there. But you know what God wants? God wants me to hear and obey. I don't need to tell him I have a better way because I don't. His ways are perfect. I mean, say amen. So if I love him, I'm going to keep his commandments. I'll go through a few more a little quicker. Obedience shows commitment. 
It shows commitment. Jesus said, I come to do your will, O Lord. Jesus was committed. He was committed to do the will of the Father. He was committed to live his life here on earth. He was committed to go to the cross. He knew, he knew what was going to happen before he went. He was committed to that, and he obeyed anyway. He didn't, he didn't concern himself. I'm sure it was very grievous that his sweat became as great drops of blood. That'd be, that'd be tough to think about. You, you think about, you grow up in a world where you're seeing people crucified. You're seeing bodies on crosses quite often. There were places where they had crosses, uh, you know, along the road and they would, they would kill criminals and hang them on crosses. That happened. He had seen it before. They had all seen it before. And when you think about that's what's going to happen to me, I'm going to tell you, he was all God, but he was all man also. But he was still committed to do what the Father commanded. Paul was a man. He killed Christians. He was... <laughs> he, one thing about him, he was very zealous, wasn't he? But then he committed himself to the Lord and said, wherever he tells me. They said, you know, if you go up to Jerusalem or if you go up to this city, they're going to put you in chains. And he said, I don't care. I don't care. I've come to do the will of the Father. I'm just trying to encourage you, if you'll have that attitude, if I'll have that attitude, it'll bring great blessing to our life. Great blessing to our life. I mean, say amen. Obedience shows submission. Willing to submit. Humble obedience. James 4, 7. We've been talking about that scripture for some time. Therefore, submit to God. Cease to offer resistance. One translation says, cease to offer resistance. We talk about leaning into something, leaning into somebody. We need to lean into God. We need to submit our ways to him. How many can say amen? Submission. Willing and be willing to submit. Willing and cease to offer resistance. Again, don't try to figure out a better way. A better way. Yeah, but Lord, if what if I I'll do that, but what if I no? No, I don't need to try to change God's mind. Again, his ways are perfect. How many can say amen? Obedience shows sonship. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm a legitimate child. I won't use that bad word. My mama would slap me in the mouth for it. I am not illegitimate. I am a legitimate child. I am a legitimate child. I know who my father is. I mean, say amen. I am certain of who my father is. I'm not illegitimate. And then Luke 12 says this, verse 32. Jesus said to his disciples, It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But now listen, we need to understand the father, when he calls it God the father, it is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He gives his kingdom to his children. You ain't his child, you ain't getting the kingdom. <laughs> Amen. It 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 shows that we are sons and daughters. Of course, you know, everything's written in the word of God in the male version, but 
But we understand, I, I like what Jim Dixon said years ago, some of God's greatest sons are women, are daughters. How many say amen? It's, it's, it's the Father's good pleasure to give it to you. If he's given you the kingdom, if he's blessing you, it's because you're honoring him and you're being obedient to him. Amen? He, he's not going to take you out behind the woodshed and switch you, but you're just not going to have the blessing of God on your life if you're disobedient. Act like a son. I knew a man one time, had a business, and he was a little older, and they were me and some other, I, I wasn't, I wasn't real close to him, but other people were talking to him, and he was talking about when he left, he had a son. When he left the business or when he passed away, he had a son. As a matter of fact, he had two sons. And he said, whenever I leave this business, this son is going to take the business over. Because this son... This son has been here with me all the time. He does everything I ask him to do. He does the dirty work. He didn't start off with an office. He didn't start off with a company vehicle. He didn't start off with this and that. No, he started just like everybody else, and he worked his way up. He never, ever does anything. He, he, he can run this business probably better than I can, the man said. Sonship. God wants to give you and I the kingdom. How many can say amen? Last one I thought of was this. Obedience shows God's supremacy. When we, when we obey God, when we obey God and we acknowledge he is supreme, we acknowledge who he is when we obey. Who he is. Let me know who God is. Oh, to know him. Oh, to know him. Come on, lift your hand and say, oh, to know him. Oh, to know him. To know him. Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. The power of your resurrection. Thank you, Father. Who he is. He is God Almighty. These, these little people, these little men and women running around on this globe being mean to each other, being mean to everybody, self-centered, self-righteous, defying God. I don't want to be political this morning. Shutting down churches. Give me a break. You think you're going to shut down God? I got news for you. You're an ant. You're a worm compared to him. Give it up. You are not in control. He, listen, he will steamroll steam right over you. You start trying to resist God. I mean, say amen. I know who he is. He spoke and this world was created. Not just this earth, everything you can see. And we can't even see probably 1% of what's out there. God created it all with a spoken word. And who am I? Who are you and I to act like that we're as big as God or even close? All of us together are not even close. 
He rules supreme. I think I want to just get, I think I just want to obey him and honor him and get in agreement with him because I know he's going to win. So, you know, who's going to win this war? I can tell you who's going to win this war. I read the back of the book in the book of Revelation. God's winning this war. I want to be with him. I'm going to come back riding on a white horse with Jesus and I'm going to rule and reign with Jesus on this earth. How about you? That's who he is. That's who he is. And he's invited me to be with him. I think I'll just take that up, take him up on that. Sounds like a good deal to me. He rules supreme with no hatred, full of love, has never done anything to harm anyone, does everything is purely righteous and right with him. He rules supreme. Yeah, we have rulers. We have rulers. We have people in authority over us. We have to pray for them. Don't talk bad about them. You know, it's it's amazing to me at Christians that will spout off things about people in leadership. I'm not talking about Mr. Trump. I'm not talking about Mr. Obama. I'm talking about any of them. Let me tell you right now, if they're in the White House, if they're the president of the United States, I just need to keep my mouth shut and pray for them. I don't have to agree with them. I may even pray against them or some of the things that they're there for. I'm not going to get in agreement with them if they're in disagreement with God. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to honor the, by the way, the word, the word of the Lord says, honor the king. Honor those who are in, pray for them. Pray for them. Are some of them evil? Yes, probably on this globe there's some evil leaders. But it doesn't do me one bit of good to be spouting off or gossiping about them and saying what, you know, how I hate them. When you hear a Christian talking about any president or leader, I wish somebody would assassinate them. Let me tell you right now, you need to get saved. I mean, say amen. I know I got on some toes then, but, you know, it's all right. It's all right. We need to walk in obedience. I mean, say amen. We need to walk in love toward everybody. Back to my main verse, to obey is better than sacrifice. And I remind you again, it will cause the blessing of God to come on your life. You want the blessing? I like to preach about the blessing of God. I like to preach about walking in the blessing of God. I like the blessing of God, by the way. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm on the phone talking to this lady, and she's telling me about how God, I love it. I love it. She didn't have one thing to say about coronavirus. She didn't have one thing to say about politics. She didn't even have anything to say about the weather. She's talking about the goodness of God. I love it. Amen. But I like the blessing of God. I like for you to be blessed. But I want to tell you, if I'm going to be blessed and you're going to be blessed, I'm going to have to walk in obedience to God. And I'll just say again now, it's not just keeping the rules. The command, Yeah, you ought to keep them. Don't commit adultery. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't, don't, don't do any of that. Keep those commandments. But there's a lot more to it than just those ten commandments. Because God may speak to you before you leave this building today and tell you to give somebody something. You need to do it. God may tell you today to, to, to go out of your way to just to speak to somebody to help them. God may even lead you to talk to somebody about giving their life to Christ today. You need to be obedient. I mean, say amen. He may speak to you. Oh, I like this one. Just come to me. He may speak to you and tell you when you go home, you need to love on your wife or your husband or your kids. Love on them and quit being so demanding of them. 
and it got quiet in this church house. Just be obedient. Listen. Be obedient to the voice of God. To obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better. So today, you need to make a fresh commitment to obey the voice of God. As I was speaking, did you, did you sense anything, the Holy Spirit talking to you and saying, reminding you maybe, I told you to do so-and-so. I've asked you to do so-and-so. You've not responded yet. You've not done that yet. Do you live in, is there a little bit of rebellion in you? I was talking about a relative. Is there a little bit of rebellion in you? And sometimes you just kind of, you know, you hesitate. And I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I can do that. You know, I'll say this again. A lot of that is just being self-centered. I don't mean to be rough on you today, but a lot of that's just being self-centered. I don't want to go out of my way. I don't want to do I don't want to do that. I don't want to reach out to somebody. I don't want to give them that. I don't want to do that, God. I'm busy doing this. Have you ever asked God if he knew how much money you had in your bank account? I have. Do you know how much is in the bank? Let me just give you this little, little report. I'll be quick. You've heard it before. God spoke to me and this woman. <clears throat> we hadn't been married very long. To give somebody a thousand dollars. We did it. That's one of those times when I asked God, Do you know how much money's in the bank? Do you know do you know how much we have going out this month and how much is coming in? You know, things like that. He I don't think he even responded to that. I think he just said, This is what I said do. And I knew he didn't have to say it. I knew if I obeyed what would happen. I knew if I didn't obey what would happen. So that that's pretty easy to figure out. We gave that money. Let me tell you, let me, let me tell you what happened. Not this, this didn't come to us. This didn't come to us. But this church paid off a hundred thousand dollar debt in about a little over two years because of that. I'm, I'm talking about years ago when it would have even been tougher, then, much tougher then than it would be now. Much tougher. Because somebody come along and rented a building from us and paid the debt off for us is what happened right after that. Woo! Was I ever glad we were obedient? It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it now. I've even asked God since then, you know, be something going on. I'd ask God, well, Lord, speak to me to give somebody something. See, well, that's, that's what, because you know what the reward's going to, you know what's going to happen. Would you just speak to me and send somebody my way in need, you know, that I can give? I'll make a giver out of you. It really will. <laughs> well, wasn't that a great episode? I sure hope you enjoyed it. I hope it enriched your life. I hope it is helping you live a life better after the love of Jesus Christ. If you enjoyed it, I want you to make sure you click on that subscribe button. Also, you can go to our website, WLFAR.com, and click on the Give button and help support what God is doing in our region. God bless you.